You are listening to the official podcast of Refuge, where we believe all people matter to God. Well, good morning once again, church. How many of you are ready for the word? All right. Well, find your seat if you can. It's a good day to be alive. It really is, I tell you. I'm excited about this message this morning, uh, even on a cold day like today. I mean, it is so cold that when I went on my computer and opened up Windows, opened up Outlook, I got frost on my Windows. I kind of blew that one, yeah. But then I heard about an Amish farmer that actually bought an electric blanket, so that's pretty serious. It's, it's really, really cold. Yeah, so. Are you warm this morning? I think we cranked the heat in the furnace, so hopefully it's gonna be putting out for you so we don't have people with frostbite leaving the service this morning. But uh, we have been looking this whole month at Fresh Start in different elements and aspects. Last week, we looked at the life of Daniel and his outlook. Um, and really, to me, having the right outlook makes the difference in life. Having the right perspective really determines where you're going to go with that because so much is determined, uh, the decisions we make based on our outlook in life. And so uh, we have been looking at this fresh start concept and the best way to start fresh is to put God first and you can do that every day. Every day is a fresh start for you when you put him first. A fresh outlook will give you a new perspective of how you view your present circumstances and your present circumstances might not be that pleasant right now but you, if having the right outlook, having God's outlook will make all the difference so that you can move beyond where you are and receive what he has for you. Now today's message, we actually want to look at this thing called obstacles. Obstacles, everybody say obstacle. <laughs> now, a fresh start requires that you face your obstacles, and all of us have obstacles in our life. There's something we're facing that's trying to trip us up, that's trying to hinder us, that's trying to, to delay us from the objective or the goal that God has set before us. Uh, this morning, I want to read to you again Isaiah 43, verse 19. And let, let's look at this together as we, before we pray. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not receive it? Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you are doing in this new year. We thank you for a fresh start. We thank you that you're doing something new. We thank you, Father, for giving us the capacity to perceive it because you are making a way even when there seems to be no way. Thank you for bringing, Father, rivers in the desert place, the dry places of our life to cause life to spring forth. In Jesus' name, we ask, Lord, that you help us receive what you want us to hear today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, I tell you, um, we need to consider 
our obstacles. Consider your obstacles. And I just want to put a plug in for the fresh start fast. Really, whatever level you're participating at. In fact, you might say, well, I haven't done anything yet. We still got one week to go, even if, if you take a day or two. But to take that time to set apart for God, to, to seek him, to go to his word, and to, you know, a little sacrifice uh, won't hurt you. In fact, nothing great is really gained or earned without sacrifice. And so you might think, oh, I'm, I'm giving up sweets, but don't focus on what you're giving up. Focus on what you're gaining. You know, I tell you, there's something stirring in my heart uh, during this time of prayer and fasting that's moving me to another level in my relationship and my walk with God. And you might say, oh, pastor, you've arrived. I haven't. No one's arrived. If they tell you they've arrived, they're lying to you. Because we're all on the journey. We all have issues and stuff that we're dealing with in our life that we have to face. And, and that's what we want to talk about today, facing those things, facing those obstacles that are trying to deter you from God's objective for your life. So when, when life's obstacles seem insurmountable and faith seems weak, be assured that God has made a way for you. He really has. He's made a way for you. So we need to shift our focus from fear to faith, from doubt to trust. So God's in tune to what you're facing right now and to what is troubling you. He's totally in tune to it. He's aware of it, and you need to know that because he has the solution. He has the answer for you. I want to define obstacle for you. An obstacle is a thing that blocks one's way or prevents or hinders progress. Now, I can, you know, remember a time that I was on a road. Actually, we're going to Green Lake. We're traveling there for the family camp, which it happens every June. And there was some road construction and the sign said, road closed. But I have a SUV. And I, I thought, well, they put that sign there for the people that aren't locals. So I'm going to take this way because I know it's shorter. If we have to go the detour, we're going to be late. So I decided to go on the road that was closed. You remember that, honey? <laughs> and... And the road began to deteriorate until it was just rock and rubble, and it was true four-wheeling, you know, the deal, you know. And I ended up, there was this pile of rocks that completely blocked the road, and we came to a halt. And I realized, we're not going to get past that. I mean, this, this pile of rocks was higher than the vehicle. I mean, it was like, okay we got to turn this wagon around, and we need to head back, and we actually lost more time. Uh, because, you know, there was a roadblock. There was an obstacle in our way we couldn't pass. And so I don't know if you ever had any kind of encounter like that. I mean, there's, there's a multitude of things that you may have experienced that has become an obstacle or had been an obstacle to you. But that's just one natural example that I can relate to in my life. I, I don't know if, Pastor Deb, you relate to that. I, I think she got on my case. Why are you doing this? You know, she thought, you're going to ruin the vehicle. You know, this is not... A smooth road you know this is really rough it was rough okay now an obstacle is 
is really something that stands in the way or opposes or holds up progress. It's, it's a hindrance. When the road is blocked ahead of you, that blockage is an obstacle that keeps you from getting where you want to go. As the case for us. <laughs> um, there's synonyms for obstacle, and I'm going to share them with you. Barrier, hurdle, stumbling block, obstruction. I said hindrance already. Imp impediment. All these things uh, relate to obstacle. Obstacles can be distraction, discouragement, disappointment, frustration, anxiety, fear, intimidation, sin habits, or anything that hinders forward movement in your walk with God. So the list is endless of what obstacles we may be facing in our life. And so as we address this, we want to liken obstacles in a way that you can kind of maybe grasp it in a little better manner. Life is like an obstacle course, okay? You have to be alert and aware of your surroundings. Obstacles are meant to trip you up, stop you, and take you out of the race. See, life is an obstacle course. You succeed at one thing, you think you've arrived, but then you move on to the next. When an obstacle is tough, you try harder. You apply more discipline or diligence. When an obstacle is insurmountable, you may change course, but you never sit down and you never refuse. Or, I mean, re you refuse to quit. You never quit. You never give up. And, and sometimes that's the tendency. We just throw in the towel. We just give up and say, forget this. But don't do that. A, a number of years ago, there was a, a minister that came into the church, and he had a word for me. He said, Pastor, as long as you don't quit, the enemy can never defeat you. And, you know, at the time, that word really ministered to me because as a, as a pastor, do you think I don't have times where I just want to quit? How many of you have times where you just want to quit? Yeah, I think we all have those moments. Thank God it's not every moment, every second. But there's those moments where you think, is this worth it? But yet, when we refuse to quit, that's really one of the keys to living life victoriously and overcoming in life. Now, I want to talk about something that you may have heard of, maybe you haven't, but the Spartan race. Have you ever heard of that, the Spartan race? Okay, we're well, going to learn about it today if, if you don't know about that. How about the American Ninja Warriors? about that? I'm sure you've all seen that on TV. You know, I, sometimes that would be, come on, and it would annoy me. You see these guys doing these crazy things and, and getting knocked over in, into the water, you know, big thing turning around, all these propellers and different things, paddles, and it's all, they're all coated with these big pads, so nobody seems to get hurt. And it looks like it could be a lot of fun, but it kind of annoyed me because it just seemed to be the same routine over and over. But then, now they've really taken it to another level. And so if you see some of the later programs, it's, it's really at a whole nother level. But now, the, this, whether it's the American Ninja Warriors or the Spartan Race, it's all about overcoming obstacles. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the Spartans. Because uh, there's uh, 
this is actually goes way back in time to ancient Greece. The Spartans are from ancient Greece. They existed like monks, and they lived very disciplined lives. The Spartans from, ancient, from the ancient city Sparta were warriors and were trained in discipline and honor. They were honorable individuals. Those from Athens, however, were partiers. So there's a contrast between the city of Sparta and the city of Athens. Athens, that's where all the artistic things were going on, and, and it was like the, the fine dining, but partying going on. But Sparta is discipline. The warriors, they were serious kind of people. So there's a real contrast between those two ancient cities. The Spartans were a warrior society. Now, there's an aviation college in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Spartan College. And we have a graduate from there right there, Bruce Fanetta, attended there. Yeah, how many years ago was that? Back in the 80s, yeah. And so I don't think he learned how to fly, but he learned some other stuff over there, right? <laughs> but um, there is a race that is set, the Spartan race, 2016, uh, and this is actually, if you go online, you can see this. The Spartan race is a series of, of obstacle races of varying distance and difficulty ranging from three miles to a marathon. They are held in the U.S. and franchised to 14 different countries around the world. And so I, I looked up it because I was, just was curious to find out, okay, what do Spartans believe? What, what are the core values? What, what's the driving force behind them? And they have on their website this, this page that talks about words to live by. And as I read these, I realized that these words to live by that the Spartans have adopted uh, can be interchanged with us as believers because it's how Christians should think and how they should believe. So these are words to live by, by the Spartans. A Spartan pushes his mind or his or her mind and body to the limit, okay? A Spartan masters his or her emotions. A Spartan learns continuously. A Spartan gives generously. A Spartan leads. A Spartan stands up for his or her beliefs no matter the cost. A Spartan knows his or her flaws as well as his or her strengths. A Spartan proves himself or herself through actions, not words. A Spartan lives every day as if it were his or her last. Wow. You, know, you can take that and apply that to our Christian walk, can't you? And then, um, on their website, they had this page that said, we are Spartans on and off the course. Wow. Christians need to get a hold of that because we need to be Christians in church and out of church. Right? Sometimes people leave church and they become, you know, Mr. Dr. Jack or Mr. Hyde kind of thing going on. You know, they, they don't act the same way they do in church because they're not, they're not around church people. And so the whole standard shifts and changes. 
But we are Spartans on or off the course. And it goes on to say, we believe in, cha- in changing your frame of reference and transforming your life. Now, if you become a Spartan, this is what they're going to do for you. And I don't know if they had this at your school, some of these standards. But this goes kind of back into ancient um, Greece. We believe in changing your frame of reference and transforming your life. I like this. Spartans laugh in the face of failure and continue forward. Spartan, it says, we welcome challenges and embrace discomfort. Wow. Uh, I'm embracing discomfort? What is that? It says, be active, be curious, be human. We are unbreakable. We are strong. We are Spartan. Wow. Now, you know, so the allegory I want you to see here is to see the parallel of how we as Christians need to respond to obstacles. Because if there's an obstacle course before you and how these uh, courses are set up for the Spartans, it's a great human effort which requires discipline, requires training for them to run this course. When I see some of that on TV with the American Ninja Warriors, I think, I'm glad it's them and not me. Because to be knocked around by some of that stuff and to be dumped in the water and, and you know, when I can't swim, that would be, that would be a, a tough one for me, you know. Um, give me a life preserver, I'm fine. But, uh, you know, and I, I see that and I say, that doesn't look like a lot of fun. But, but you see their, their endurance, especially when it requires strength to pull up on a rope or to go from handbar to handbar. Just, you know, I don't know about you. I, I help uh, my parents. They move into assisted living residence this past week. And, and just carrying some boxes, I can remember standing in the elevator holding this box. And the elevator at Brookdale is really slow, really slow. So I'm holding this box. And then under this arm, I have an ironing board. And it's from 1946. So the thing weighs a ton. I mean, it is old. It is ancient. I told mom, I said, this is antique. You can sell it. You can make money. You can buy a bunch of ironing boards with this. I mean, it, it has steel. Uh, I mean, it's, it's built. I mean, you could use it like a tank. And I'm holding this under. I have a box in the other. And I'm standing, and I'm, I'm waiting for some elderly residents to come in. You know, okay, come on in. And, you know... And I use the end of the I use the end of the ironing board to press the button for the floor, you know. And I'm standing there, and my muscles are starting to burn. I mean, literally like fire. And I'm thinking, okay, elevator, go. <laughs> and so finally, I get up there, get off, and and I, I get down a hall a little bit, and I had all I could do. So I set the box in a chair that was sitting there, and I take the ironing board the rest of the way to the room, and and I oh. I thought, man, I'm out of shape. I'm not conditioned. You know, to, to run those courses, you really have to be conditioned. You have to really be trained. You have, you know, I, I tell you, SPCA Warriors, that was a brutal game for both the, the girls and the boys. But they stayed in the game. 
I mean, they, they hung through that. I mean, and so I give them great credit. Uh, needless to say, they did not win. Just like the Green Bay Packers, they did not win. <laughs> but at least with the Packers, it was close, you know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they didn't give up, and we got a great coach. I looked at it and I said, thank God for a coach. Coach Matt Snyder, I tell you, he's awesome. Yeah. And he's cool. I mean, he's, he, he's a coach. I mean, his own demeanor, he's a coach. Amen. I know how we get off on some of this stuff sometimes. but Now, I want to shift a little bit. And I, I wanted to address this this morning before we uh, go forward because I have three things to share with you about obstacles that you can relate to your own life. But some people create obstacles for us. And I just want, as a caution, don't be one that creates obstacles for others. Obstacles for others. Romans 16, 17. The Apostle Paul is appeal, appealing to the Romans, and he says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught, avoid them. And that's just a warning. You know, that there's those people that for whatever reason they want to create obstacles, they want to cause division, keep distance from them because you don't want that to affect or infect you. And not that you can't be nice to those people, but appeal to them in the name of Jesus and the love of God. But uh, realize we have a warning there because there are some people, and you may, can, may be able to identify several people that have created obstacles in your life that have brought harm. You need to forgive them. You need to release forgiveness towards them because you don't want that to stand in the way of you receiving forgiveness in your own life. Do not cause another to stumble. Don't be the obstacle for someone else. So that, this is now talking to you. Don't be an obstacle for someone else. In 1 Corinthians 9, 12, towards the, starting at the but of the verse, but we endure anything rather than put, on, put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of, of Christ. Wow. So we don't want to do anything that would be an obstacle for the gospel of Christ. In other words, for somebody to receive the message of Jesus and his love, his redemptive love for us. We don't want to put an obstacle to cause them to not receive Christ, do we? And, and I, I tell you, that's, that's strong in me. I don't want to be the cause of somebody walking away from God and rejecting Christ. And sad to say, sometimes Christians have been the cause of that. And we, let's, let's just purpose in a heart that we won't allow that to, to happen in our life. We'll, we'll be the cause of somebody else uh, stumbling or being an obstacle to them. Another verse we see in 2 Corinthians 6, 3 in this regard. 2 Corinthians 6, 3 says, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. And even as a church, as refuge, we embrace that. We don't want to put obstacles in people's way so that fault would be found with our ministry. 
All right, I just want to share that this morning. So what are three things we can say about obstacles that relate to your life? If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Three things we can say about obstacles that relate to your life. Number one, every obstacle is an, op- is an opportunity to go higher. Every obstacle is an opportunity to go higher. Don't let the obstacle determine how far you go with God or how far you go in life. So many people, they see the obstacle, then they stop short of the goal. They stop short of the place that God has called them to be. Here's a quote by Jeanette Coron. Coron. Jeanette Coron. She says, the greater the destiny, the greater obstacles you will have to overcome. No great destiny comes without great challenges and sacrifices. So there's going to be sacrifices. There's going to be obstacles to overcome. Don't let that discourage you. That's just the course. I mean, the obstacle, what is an obstacle course without obstacles? It's just the path. And, and you know, the enemy is going to see to it that there's these obstacles in your pathway because he doesn't want you to reach the goal. And realize this, for some of you that you may think, well, I've blown it in the past. I've messed up. Your past does not have to determine your future. It does not. Your past does not determine your future. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all that, excuse me, let me start over again. Romans 8.28, and we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. In other words, God's going to work it for your good. If if you love him, if you sincerely love him, he's going to take your mistakes, he's going to take junk, he's going to take all the issues of your life, and somehow he's going to work it around for good. He will. And I think of when you take all the ingredients in a cake and you separate them, you eat those individual things alone and, and they don't taste too good. I mean, how many of you have ever taken a spoonful of baking soda? Not me. How about um, just plain cocoa, uh, unsweetened? Uh, not me. How about raw eggs? Well, I did that one. I, I used to just, you know, break an egg and, and drink it right down, raw egg. I thought that was the manly thing to do. <laughs> then, I, then I found out I could get a, a sick from doing that, and I stopped, but I never got sick from doing it. But I didn't have time to fry the thing, so I just get my egg for the day, drink it right down. It, it's not that bad. It's really not bad. I, you've probably done it. Yeah. He will eat anything. If you find a bug, give it to him. He'll taste it and tell you what it tastes like. He'll eat it, okay? I'm, I'm serious. Unless it's an unclean bug. You won't eat those, okay? The Bible does say we can eat bugs, you know, okay? How do we get off on all this? But all things work together for good. So you put all those ingredients together, and out comes a cake if you mix them in the right consistency. But so God will take all the junk and mix it up. It might, the bitter things in your life, and 
something good will come out of it. Number two, what's number one? Did you remember number one? Every obstacle is an opportunity to go higher. Number two, be willing to face and confront your obstacles. Be willing to face and confront your obstacles. Do not retreat. Second Corinthians, I want you to turn to this passage to look at it. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Okay? I, I like that. So there's warfare that we encounter, but we don't do it on a human level. Verse 4, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Verse 5, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Notice it says, we destroy every proud obstacle. Did you know that so much of obstacles we face with is in the realm of our thought life, how we think, how we perceive things? That's many times where the greatest battle exists. Because again, if you have the right outlook concerning your obstacle, then you are more inclined to overcome it through faith in God's word and what he's made available to us. We have weapons. The weapons of our warfare are capable to bring down strongholds in our thinking that would cause us to live in defeat and suffer from, from the hardships of, of what the enemy tries to dish out to us. Now, the context of obstacles in this passage are things that keep people from knowing God, including you, from knowing more of what God has for you. There are obstacles attempting to keep you from knowing God in a more intimate way. And so you need to identify what those are. What, what's trying to keep me from knowing God in a more intimate way? You need to deal with that. Number three, understand that your present situation is not your final destination. Your present situation is not your final destination. So don't allow obstacles to determine your destiny. Many times an obstacle gets in the way, well, I guess that's, that's the way it is. That's the way I have to live my life and deal with it. See, you are on a journey. You may be stuck right now and have no idea how you're going to get unstuck. You have no idea how you're going to get out of the mess that you're in. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. You have to fight the good fight of faith. First uh, Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. There's a fight. And we don't fight. You're not supposed to fight with your wife. I learned that one a long time ago. I don't fight with that woman. I'm not about to fight with that woman. Because she always wins. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, ask her. Yeah, she usually wins. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I... Um, I, I, I better not go there. I, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I want a peaceful afternoon, you know. No, <laughs> no it'll be good. It'll be good. Anyway, uh, some people will go with the flow down the path of least resistance, while others will fight against the current. 
they'll, they'll fight upstream to reach their destiny. Sometimes we have to go upstream. You know, it, it, it's a blessing. You know, we love to kayak, and I love kayaking downstream because, oh, we're really, we're making some time here. Until we have to turn around and go back. Then we're fighting the current. You put the paddle in. It's like we haven't moved. We're still going backwards. <laughs> and you're paddling and paddling. And, and we have a double canoe. And um, I mean kayak, yes. Thank you. A double kayak. And Pastor Deb is usually in the front. And sometimes I just get tired. And I'll stop paddling. And she's still going. <laughs> <laughs> And she turned around, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's hard to paddle upstream. But yet, you know, when you get to, you need to do that to get to your destination. Now, there's a quote here by Booker T. Washington. And you've probably heard of this man, great leader. He states, success is not to be measured by the position someone has reached in life, but the obstacles he has overcome while trying to succeed. Wow, that's, that's profound. There's individuals in our society, in our history, that were able to overcome great obstacles and reach amazing success. I'm going to just share a few of them. Albert Einstein, he didn't speak until he was four years old. You know, he didn't have the best childhood. For the first three years or so of his life, he never spoke. And throughout elementary school, many of his teachers thought he was lazy and did really would never make anything of himself. He always received good grades, though, good marks, but his head was in the clouds. Uh, he was conjuring up all these abstract ideas and concepts, and, and people really couldn't understand where he was coming from. But yet he kept thinking, and while well, he eventually developed the theory of re relativity, which many of us still can't wrap our minds around today, but amazing individual accomplishing great things, but yet he had obstacles to overcome. I don't know if you've seen the movie um, about Bethany Hamilton, who had her arm bitten off by a shark, a surfer. She started surfing when she was just a child at the age 13 almost near-death experience where her arm was bitten off in a, uh, by a shark. She was back on her surfboard one month later. And two years after that, she won, her first, won first place in the Explorer Women's Division of the NSSA, National Championships. Talk about determination. She had obstacles to get on that surfboard with one arm. And, and to do what others weren't able to do with two arms. Then there's Thomas Edison, who failed time and time again before creating the light bulb. And although the exact number of, of tries and failures, it's not certain, some say a thousand, but he makes a statement that's recorded. He said, I've found 10,000 ways that it won't work. Yeah, he was determined. Failure after failure after failure, he didn't stop. 
Can you imagine if he would have stopped just short, one short of when he finally succeeded in creating the light bulb? You know, we'd all be in the dark today. Or you might say, oh, somebody else would have did it. Well, yeah, but he did it. And he refused to quit. He refused to give up because he didn't let failure become an obstacle to him. And then there's Franklin Roosevelt, a president of the United States. He became partially paralyzed at the age 39. He developed polio, which eventually left him paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of his life. Even though he couldn't walk, he went on to lead the country as one of the most respected and memorable presidents in history. He's a great leader. All these faced the obstacles and limitations and overcame. So we need to identify our obstacles. More than from the perspective of personal, more from the perspective of personal development. Because I don't know about you, you need to desire to develop and become better than you are. Now, we can do that with God's help. Don't attempt it without his help. So I have a list here, and I want you maybe to identify uh, an obstacle or two that you may be facing in your life. And these are more focused on your personal development. And these obstacles could be preventing you from moving forward in life. Lack of discipline, lack of knowledge, lack of inspiration, lack of desire, lack of skill. Now all of these, you can find an answer. Fear of change, fear of failure, feeling unworthy, procrastination, disorganization, pessimistic thoughts, doubt and unbelief, too many time constraints, too much complacency, too much blaming of self, too much blaming of others, too many excuses, too much complaining. I, I threw that in an extra time too because I think we complain too much. An unrestrained tongue. And maybe the opinion of others could be an obstacle as well. So we all deal with at least one or more of these. And sometimes we just need to admit we're a mess without Jesus. And that's why we so desperately need him. And so this morning, in this place, I want you to ask yourself and look to your heart and ask the Spirit of God to reveal to you what obstacles that are holding you back, that are hindering you. What is the one thing that's keeping you from drawing closer to God? What's the one thing that's keeping you from that place of destiny that God has for you? Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. For more information about who we are and to listen to more inspirational messages for free, visit us online at wearerefuge.net.